Hi, this is Erin James Brown. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. And I serve as the interim site pastor at Urban Village Church, Edgewater. Urban Village Church does bold, inclusive, and relevant ministry for people who were traumatized by church, people who feel overchurched, and even the non-churched folks. If you identify with any of these signifiers, we're so glad you're listening. Would you consider helping us continue this Jesus-loving ministry in and across Chicago and over the internet? You can make a generous recurring gift by going to our website, urbanvillagechurch.org backslash give. And thanks for helping us with your ears, actions, and dollars to build up God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. And now, here's the latest sermon. Our reading comes from Acts 16. Listen for what God has to say to you this morning. During the night, Paul had a vision. There stood a man of Macedonia pleading with him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And when he had seen the vision, we immediately tried to cross over to Macedonia, being convinced that God had called us to proclaim the good news to them. We set sail from Troas and took a straight course to Samarathes, the following day to Neopolis, and from there to Philippi, which was was the leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in this city for some days. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate by the river, where we supposed there was a place of prayer. And we sat down and spoke to the women who had gathered there. A certain woman named Lydia, a worshiper of God, was listening to us. She was from the city of Thyatira and a dealer of purple cloth. The Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul. When she and her household were baptized, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my home. And she prevailed upon us. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? God, your spirit moves in strange and wild and weird ways, calling us in moments of help, calling us in moments of peace, calling us to be people of peace and protest. And so we ask, God, that you continue to move through our hearts and help us to hear and see the ways that you are speaking and moving in our own lives so that we might be prepared for the journey, trusting that you, God, your spirit is still moving. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. The spirit seemed to be leading them somewhere. But mostly, the men had run into locked doors, closed off entrances, and failed attempts to enter. Paul was recently joined by Timothy, this newly circumcised Greek boy, this roadie to the cause of sharing good news of Jesus Christ. And Paul, he was still fueled by the days he had spent blind, but now he could see. And he looks and listens for all who will look and listen, all those ears who will hear, all those tongues that will speak, all who will be organized and changed in order to grow this new fledgling of a community called The Way, the church of Jesus Christ. They stopped in the lovely sitter on the water, Troas, for some 
Really, it was uneventful ministry. It was just more like an R&R by the sea, only to be disturbed by the Spirit once more. Paul, his insomnia returning, couldn't sleep that night. The sounds of the waves by the window, the light breeze, and the restless feeling growing of their movement, keeping his mind racing as he heard the stirrings, the late-night questions. Where will the Spirit lead us? There's a night vision. It's not a dream, but a haunting whisper prevailing upon him. Help us. Help us. And rather than being like I would and rolling over and tossing and turning for another couple of hours or picking up the latest uh, best-selling scroll, Paul gets up and he makes a few notes on his papyrus by his bed and shakes his companions awake. They are to leave immediately. Like a bat signal in the sky, they are called to respond, to pick up and get out of Dodge. Rush, rush, help us, the voice keeps calling. And so Paul and his companions aboard a ship and they set sail with a wind at their backs, their hatches battened, their cargo light. They even shaved their legs for better wind resistance because this trip that would usually take later five days, they make in two and they arrive in Philippi across the sea prepared to search for that same voice saying, help us. And so they enter into this Roman colony. Paul, this Roman citizen, can move easily about the place. Here he has power. He goes unnoticed by authorities with just simply a nod of respect. Nobody's profiling him. Nobody stops to search him. He moves like the spirit at will in this new city. And after that fast and furious travel, they spend several days combing, listening intently, not just for those in need of help, but for that voice. And coming up empty, where is the Spirit leading them? They finally shrug at one another and settle to recalibrate at a local prayer meeting. They gather by the waters, and who turns up but a bunch of ladies? These Jewish women convinced that Jesus was the Messiah, those non-Jewish ladies who converted and fell entranced by this healing, restoring, teaching all who wanted to learn, welcoming the children and the poor and the saint and the sinner and the male and the female and the gender non-conforming and the tax collector and calling all of them friend. This Jesus, these ladies are the ones who sit by the water, who carry on and retell the story, who pray seeking the spirit, sensing the movement like the whisper by the sea. And Paul and his companions join them for prayer in silence. And maybe their prayer was a little bit of shouting. And maybe their prayer was a little bit of recounting stories and discussions about the future of their movement. And one of these ladies there, she was just taking it all in, taking her time listening and consuming the atmosphere around her because she was a powerful woman. She knew that when she spoke up, people would have to listen. This woman named Lydia, an Asian woman, the female business owner, the one with connections to the wealthy in the city, she just sits back and observes the conversation, not leaning in, but not leaning out. And the same spirit, that same spirit that I know you know, the one that jolts you awake some nights, the one that pulls at your gut like a fish hook in your navel sometimes, the one that nags and prods and lovingly conjoles you, the one that cries and forces you to crawl to the feet of Jesus. That same spirit is just like a Justin Bieber track in her earworm playing over and over again. She can't shake it. This smart, 
savvy woman, usually characterized as shrewd, is also earnest and sincere. She senses the reality, the need, the desire for something more in God's promised kingdom where righteousness and justice reign. And then, without hesitation, feeling that hook pull, she responds to the same spirit that you and I sense. And even like the Ethiopian eunuch, she says, maybe, she asks, why can't I be baptized here? We've got water, let's do this. And being a persuasive lady of leadership, like most ladies, all those in her household follow suit, men, women, children in her employ, maybe some onlookers inspired by her genuine response, they start diving into the waters. The Spirit's voice no longer whispers, help but it moves on to a cheer. Let's do this. Paul and his friends sense it. The sleepless nights, the restless journey, the wind at their backs, all worth it to watch the spirit wash over the woman's slick black hair. Her bright eyes and large smile is the spirit demanding them to eat and stay with her. And she is so insistent. I imagine her like a grandma, an auntie offering cookies and then popcorn and then milk and then lemonade and then even wine who won't stop insisting that you come over and eat something until you at least accept a glass of water so she'll shut up. She wants to make sure they are comfortable. And so the spirit sweeps loudly like a rushing wind. So Paul and his friends know they are pressed to follow her to form new companionship, to begin the steps of organizing in her home that which will become the church of Philippi, this group of observers, those looking for snark and irony, but those who get caught up in discussions of curiosity, those earnest and sincere and persistent followers for whom Paul will someday write back and say, every time I remember you, I give thanks. Because the Spirit moves in weird and wild ways. Have you felt it in your life? It's sometimes hard to sense the Spirit, isn't it? Especially if you're like me and you're constantly looking for a punchline or hoping for an opportunity to mock someone else or waiting for the next shoe to drop or expecting a dis another disappointment because you've been taught your whole life to look for disappointment. And yet, for some reason, we never stop searching for the Spirit. Or maybe, maybe it's the Spirit and she never stops stirring within us. She keeps us awake at night. She prods us in discussions with others. She gives us those little flutters, like, oh, was that gas or the Holy Spirit? So we drink a little more Pepto and try to ignore the whispers of help and why not? And yes, you, but the Holy Spirit girl, she starts with a fire, with a rush, like all of us coming with raising our lighters to sing along. And then the Holy Spirit the story of her, she continues to unite and pull people together who have been strung apart by structures to keep them in place. The Spirit says heck to all our divisions and denominations and rules. She organizes based on belovedness. And guess what? All are freaking beloved. The Holy Spirit sometimes wrestles in conversations by the lake. She sometimes shouts through megaphones, and sometimes dances in the streets with tambourines keeping a good beat. She makes those who are usually snarky look earnest and sincere and foolish. She brings people together over bread and cup and prayer and protest. The Holy Spirit, she doesn't stop moving. She moves throughout history, like that time when Martin Luther, the monk with that really weird-shaped haircut, nailed some stuff to a church door 
And then the Pope called him to recant and Martin Luther stood there defiantly and stood up for faith alone because faith never saves alone. That same spirit pressed governments to press and push and force families to divide. That same spirit forced families to fight and ignore each other and claim fake news over each other when slavery was abolished through both the North and the South. And that same spirit, she came and organized and marched and cheered and cried around a large statue to commemorate the abolitionist leader of the quote-unquote free world to reflect on a dream that had yet to become a reality for all the black and brown and queer and different people. That same spirit, she hasn't stopped. She kept tumbling out of Martin Luther this time, Martin Luther King Jr.'s mouth in the form of Amos's words that once tumbled, like justice rolling. The spirit, she is forceful and powerful. She then tumbles through microphones over crowds. She moves through tumbling in our hearts that feels like gas or tumbling in the womb. She is a powerful force of a still soft voice in our hearts when they are open, open to sensing and open to movement in community. But be warned, just a little, a little forewarning. The Spirit calls us to do some crazy stuff. Like be warned, the Holy Spirit forces us to look ridiculous to make change, to push for change, to demand change, to ask questions, to believe science, to celebrate queer people. The Holy Spirit is a pushy lady, like most good ladies. She does not give up easily. She encourages. She encourages people like Grace Lee Boggs, an Asian American woman living in Detroit, getting her life and her heart caught up and wrapped up in a movement for black civil rights. And when everybody else gave up on Detroit and thought it was no longer a rust belt city, but just a rusty belt buckle, she demanded for her neighbors to have rights and education and freedom because no one is free until all are free. The Holy Spirit surges into the depths and hearts like Yuri Kochiyama as she reflects on her Japanese family's unlawful rounding up and confinement in a concentration camp in America simply for being Japanese and American. The spirit bubbles over and then makes demands for anti-war and reparations for those in the Japanese internment camps and demands even then for black lives to have rights. And so we take our notes from Paul and from Grace and from Yuri and from Lydia. We listen for that voice in the night that calls for help. But sometimes that voice turns up, did you notice the voice in the beginning was a man, but who they found was not. And so we have to lean in listening for that voice during conversations and not fearing the response of community. In fact, we extend hospitality like Lydia and insist and demand that we be baptized too. We press like the Spirit pressed to run and march and wave our arms like fools to say, come, you belong here. You belong with me, with us. And so we listen for the Holy Spirit. And I don't know about you, but I'm still kind of confused about how to listen for the Holy Spirit. So let's just be clear that the Holy Spirit does not move alone. The Holy Spirit never asks us to be isolated because where two or three are gathered, there is more justice and love and mercy. And so the, the Holy Spirit calls us back into community. The Holy Spirit is never demeaning. 
She doesn't speak in self-hateful, self-denigrating messages, but actually asks us to be curious and inquisitive. The Holy Spirit is never shameful, but is always a little nagging, a little pressure, a little soft voice reminding us to keep moving forward, to looking for God's peace and love and mercy and justice and demanding it all around us. And so we take in a deep breath. Will you do it with me? A deep breath. We breathe out any fatigue or fear. And we breathe in the power of the Holy Spirit. Gracious God, through a vision you sent forth Paul to preach the gospel and call the women to the place of prayer on the Sabbath. Grant us that we may be like Paul, listening, ever stirring, that we may be found, demanding to be found like Lydia, that we may seek out and demand care for others, just like Grace and Yuri. May our hearts be responsive to your word and open to where you lead us. We will follow you because you are our God and we are your people. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.